Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here. And alongside me, my partner on the airways, as always, it's Sarah Jones. Well, hello, hello. How you doing, Sarah? What adventures are you up to lately? <laughs> oh, um, well, we are uh, in Arizona. Um, we got to spend Christmas with the kids a couple of weeks ago. And so while it was later than the rest of the world celebrated, um, it was so nice to have all four of us together. And I'll tell you, you know, we did an escape room. I don't know if you've ever done one of those. I did not know what to expect going into it, but gosh darn, was that enjoyable. And um, yeah, I think we're going to put more of those in our plans for the future because uh, that was a good time. Yes, I'm a big fan of escape rooms. Um, as long as it doesn't include like zombies trying to you know, eat my brains <laughs> or something like that. Um, I, I like a little bit more of a mild manner, uh, is, escape room, but I like the, the mental, I, I'm a big on puzzles. So like that mental aspect of, can you figure out these puzzles? Can you get yourself out of this thing? It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was my first one. And luckily my daughter's done, I don't know, lots. And so she kind of walked us through it. I didn't know what to expect. I felt very lost when we walked in. Um, but once I got hmm. the hang of it. Then I was like, oh, yeah, we're totally doing this. And we solved a room that I think we read the reviews, like only 23% of people um, are able to solve. And we did it with like 15 minutes to spare. So feeling very proud of ourselves uh, for the four wow. of us working together. Um, and, you know, I just want to share that for me, because I'm always looking for insights, right? I'm always looking for how does this translate into real life? How does this translate to money? And, you know, when we walk into something new, you know, it can be scary to change. It can be scary to create a new habit. We, we might not know exactly what it's going to look like, right? But with somebody walking us through it, with somebody who's been there, hence my daughter, right? She could walk us through and help us to pick out, okay, here's the clues it makes our journey easier. And I, I think that is so relevant and so um, important to think about when we're looking at our money, you know, and changing our habits to really walk along with somebody who's been there um, because it is scary, but gosh, darn, is it fun and enjoyable when you get those wins out of life and you, you learn something new. All right. Well, that was an amazing plug for getting a pro on your side, right? Because as you said, you had 15 minutes to spare. I'm like, wow, a little braggadocious. Like, because I, I know how hard an escape room is. And so to get out of one period, uh, but to also get out of one with so much time to spare. But, you know, you, you made such a, like, as you're saying it, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, we talk about better results faster mm -hmm. when working with a new money habits coach, right? Like we're going to help you get better results faster. And that's, that's exactly what you got. You got really good results and you got them quickly because you had a air quote expert guide mm -hmm. helping you, you know, kind of get the lay of the land 
And then once you got the lay of the land and kind of knew what you were doing, you were able to progress mm-hmm. without a bunch of barriers. It's true. And, and also we, we had to work as a team, right? We had to communicate. We had to say, okay, what are you working on? And what's your clue? And let's think of this collectively, right? And um, there were just some, it's funny how our brains kind of make this shift, right? When we, we are in this room, in this space where other people are doing it too, right? And we want to I definitely, I wanted to learn from her. And so I I used a different part of my brain, I'm going to say, in this room. And we all did. And and while, you know, escape rooms are maybe more enjoyable than talking about money all the time, I think there's a lot of lessons that we can Mm -hmm. apply to different experiences in our life and how they relate and how we can take something that we're scared, unknowing, and turn it into something that really is fabulous. Well, that sounds like a really cool experience. Uh, as I said, I've, I've done that a couple of times myself, and, and that's a lot of fun. Let's get into the fun of our conversation today. <laughs> I know that we wanted to come and kind of unpack this idea of using a credit card wisely. In fact, the title of this episode is Using Your Credit Card Wisely. So let me just start off by, wait, 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 what? New Money Habits (laughs) promotes the use of credit cards. Sarah and I think that having a credit card is very normal for our culture and in this day and age, but that you just shouldn't be all willy-nilly about it, that you should have a plan. and, And there are ways to use your credit card and to use credit collectively, wisely. But today we wanted to focus in on that little piece of plastic and how to use it wisely. Hmm. This is, uh, you know, I think in the financial world, you're going to find both extremes, right? People that say, yes, use them all the time, use them for everything. And you're going to find other people that say, don't use them at all. They're terrible. And I consider myself kind of right in the middle. I don't think that they are really great. They're not terrible because they're simply a tool. It all comes back to us ourselves and our habits and how we, um, how we plan to use them. Um, but they're not good or bad, you know, right. It's, it's, it's a tool that we can use. Um, the key is planning, which is what we always talk about is putting together your plan. How do you want to use this? Yes. And there, there's that four-letter word, plan. <laughs> to your point, credit cards in and of themselves, not good, not bad. They have good things that they, you know, it, it's a tool that can do some good things. It's also a tool that can be very dangerous and bad. I, you know, as I say those words, I think about like, like circular saws and whatnot, right? Like mm-hmm. a circular saw is an incredible tool. That's incredibly dangerous. But when you know what you're doing and you know how to use it, it can help you to build buildings, build a home, whatever the case may be. So it's a tool that can do some good. It's also incredibly dangerous. So mm-hmm. learn how to use the tool wisely and then avoid the dangers, capitalize on the good that it can offer 
even if sometimes that good is limited, but it's not, it's not like there's no good. And mm-hmm. so this is not a tool to have in your toolbox. Cash is a tool to have in your toolbox. Credit is a tool to have in your toolbox and credit cards are a tool to have in your toolbox. Just know when to pull that tool out, when to actually use it, understand its dangers so that you can avoid, you know, cutting off a finger. Mm. Just to you fulfill know- the metaphor. I love it. I love it. And you know, um, it's true because I've used credit cards um, unwisely. You know, I've gotten into the dangerous situation with credit cards and we also use now credit card very wisely. It's, it's doing um, the job that we're giving it to do now. And we feel really good about that. Right. And so um, I want to give people, our listeners, some encouragement that if you've gotten in a situation where, you know, it was dangerous in the past, it doesn't mean that they're always going to be dangerous for you in the future. What it means is, is you know yourself and how can you use them if you choose to. I'm not saying that you have to. I'm saying if you choose to, then, you know, it's it's you and your habits and your behaviors that are associated with it. And so um, I just want to give encouragement that it doesn't always have to be bad. Just because they have been in the past doesn't mean it has to be that way for you in the future. And vice versa, if you've been able to just pay it off every month in the past, doesn't mean that if you don't have a plan, that's going to continue that way either because we Nino paid our cars off in the past every month, but it doesn't mean that it was working for us. It doesn't mean that we had a plan. It's that we had to make a lot of adjustments to make that happen, but it wasn't good. Right. And so vice versa, just because you paid off every month doesn't mean that you're using them wisely. That's a really good point. So you started off by saying, in order to use a credit card wisely, you have to have a plan. And then you just highlighted how even though you were paying it off every month, it's not that it was a good thing or that it was easy because you didn't have a plan. So let's start with that plan for credit card use. What does that look mm. like? Well, for us, we um, we only use the credit card pretty much only um, because every month is a little bit different. You know, we do plan month by month and, you know, paycheck um, by or pay period by pay period. But we pretty much only use our credit card for fuel purchases. Um, And so I know how much we're going to be spending on fuel. Um, I know how much it costs us to travel approximately. Fuel prices vary by state, you know, a lot of things. And so our situation might be a little bit different than some other people's. But this just serves as as an example that not everything can be planned out to the dollar, right? And so we give a range. And so we plan out how much are we going to be spending on fuel this month, right? And I set that money aside in our budget. And then for us, we use our credit card when we're paying um, as we're traveling. When the bill comes, I've already got that money set aside. I know how much, you know, we plan for, how much we spent. It's already saved in the checking account, pay the bill, done. Yeah. I am a big fan of that particular use of a credit card. Um, My wife and I made a decision a long time ago to do something similar because um, while we were 
trying to implement cash throughout our budget in places like the grocery store um, and even with fuel, the when we sat down to do one of our first budgets back in 2012, when we started our new money habits and we were really budgeting, you know, every dollar and, and doing all those things. Uh, in 2012, we had a two-year-old and there was no way I was going to ask my wife to get the two-year-old out of the car at the gas station to go inside to prepay the pump, to come back out, to put the like, no, that's just not going to happen, right? So we made a decision out of convenience of you get out of the car, you're going to put the credit card in, and you're going to pump gas. But to your point, we had a plan, and that was we figured out what fuel was going to cost us every two weeks because doing that monthly budget but breaking it down by pay period, we're like, for the next 14 days, how many times are you going to need to gas up and how much does it cost when we gas up? And in that way, we were able to kind of say, this is how much money we need to cover it. And what I really liked about this is we had a second checking account for this too. So like I took that money out of the first checking account, put it in the second checking account, and then that was going to be able to pay the credit card. But that second checking account, we always put more in it than we were going to actually spend on gas and it would build up over time. And then we had money for going to get the oil change. And get mm. the tires rotated or whatever kind of like maintenance services we needed. But the same thing, we would use the credit card to pay for those services. And then we had the cash set aside already to pay the credit card with. So just having a plan for how are you going to use the credit card? And that was just one way we decided we were going to use our credit card. I love that. And I think what both of us mentioned, but I really want to highlight it is um, you had a whole separate checking account, you know, where you took that money out of the main account and put it into the other one. So that's really, um, I love that because you're truly planning, right? I'm saying this is, this is how much we're spending on fuel. Now I do leave the money in my checking account. And I want to put this caveat in here that dare I say it's a little bit more of an advanced um, technique, because what I find oftentimes is if you leave the money in your checking account, you're going to end up spending on, on other things, right? So often mm -hmm. when people just leave everything in their checking account saying, and I'm going to use air quotes, I'm budgeting $400 a month for fuel and you get to the end of the month and you don't have $400 in your account, but you didn't buy any fuel, then something else happened, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I would say that... <clears throat> you know, maybe it's a little bit more of an advanced technique because I do consider myself a little bit more experienced. Um, so we do leave that money in the checking account, but I know that that money is there. And because we've done such a, I'll say it, you know, a good job of planning for other things, I don't have to worry about spending that money. Um, but, you know, have another checking account, pull it out in cash, you know, go to the ATM and pull out what you're budgeting, keep it in cash. And then when that bill comes, you've got that cash that's earmarked for fuel. You take it back, you deposit it and pay your bill, right? There are a lot of ways that you can go about um, making sure that you've planned and you follow through with that plan. And I want to highlight that like what you just said uh, is how we use the credit card in another planned way. And that is we have our budget for food, our grocery budget. We pull that out in cash, but with all of the conveniences of like 
free delivery, although we haven't taken advantage of that one, but we do the free pickup from the grocery mm-hmm. store all the time, right? Again, it goes back to convenience. Um, why spend an hour plus in a grocery store and then 20 minutes in the line when you can just go on an app, order everything and go pick it up and somebody else picked it out for you and all that stuff. The thing you can't do though is I can't pay in cash when I use the Mm -hmm. app to order ahead and go pick up, right? Mm -hmm. I need to either give them a debit card or a credit card and I'm sorry, there's no way I'm giving anybody access to my checking account in case there is like (laughs) a, 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 an, um, like a bookkeeping and uh, an accounting error where maybe they charge us twice or something. So again, it's another place where the credit card is used, but to the point that you just made, Sarah, we have the cash on hand already. So mm-hmm. we go, we pick it up. My wife takes the cash out of the grocery envelope. She puts it in the pay credit card envelope, and then mm-hmm. we're going to go and we're going to make a credit card payment you know, sometime in the next couple of days or week or so. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love that. Um, And it, you know, another thing that people can do that I often suggest, Nino, is if, um, you know, get a gift card, right? So if you don't want to use cash Mm. and maybe credit card isn't, you know, go to the store and actually buy a gift card of the, the store that you're shopping at. Right. And so you can still shop online. Right. And use that gift card balance. Right. And so another little technique, I I know it's not a credit card, but um, if you don't want to use a credit card and you don't want to use cash, use a gift card. I like that hack. I like Mm -hmm. that. So I think what we've just outlined and we'll give a couple more examples here, but like, so in both examples, the, the fuel example and the grocery example, we're using a credit card, but it's all been pre-planned. And the cash has been earmarked beforehand. So we're talking about mm-hmm. using your credit card wisely. And those are two ways that you can use that tool in a wise manner without getting yourself in trouble because it's not that you're using it first and then trying to figure out how you're going to pay it. Mm -hmm. It's that you've earmarked cash for these purchases already. You're making the purchase and then you're paying the bill with the cash that you have. Yeah, it's really important. I'm glad that you're highlighting that because, um, you know, and something to, to bring into this conversation with that is recognize that what, when your bill comes, you're paying for last month's expenses, Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you're planning, right, and you're working with your budget, you have to, I'd say, be diligent in doing your tracking, know how much you spent, know how much you planned and know that that bill is for, you know, the previous billing cycle. Right. And so sometimes that kind of gets it stopped me up for a long time. I'm like, well, I'm planning this. What wasn't clicking for me? was I was planning for this month, but that bill was for last month's purchases, right? And so I have to, um, you have to kind of get into that mindset, right, of what you're planning for this month. You're saving that for next month's bill. Yeah, does that make sense? Well, let's look at that in, it does make sense, but let's also look at it in a, in a different perspective because, you know, one of the things that anybody who has a credit card would tell somebody who's thinking about getting a credit card is they would say, pay it off each month, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to use your credit card wisely, pay it off each month. 
But I think what we're starting to highlight is, well, how do you even do that, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's one thing if you have, if you're brand new, let's say you're in your late teens, early 20s, you get your first credit card, you have a 300, maybe a $500 limit, and you kind of rack it up. And then, like you said earlier, you kind of find a way to pay it off, right? You're like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I spent that $271, but I have $271, so I'm going to pay that off. Maybe that $271 was like part of your grocery bill. So now you paid off your credit card, you paid it off every month, but you don't have any cash left over to buy food. So you're going to turn to the credit card again, and you're doing mm-hmm. it backwards. Where What we're talking about is if you're pre-planning, think about what I just shared with the groceries. So at the beginning of a pay period, get paid every two weeks. So at the beginning of 14 days, we take out $300 for food. My wife puts that in an envelope called groceries. Then she starts to grocery shop and she puts it on the credit card. And maybe it was $120. Okay. So now the bill or the, if we logged on, the, the credit card would say you have $120 balance. But within, with, before the 14 days is up, certainly, whether it's a couple of days or even if it's at the end, my wife will then take $120 out of the grocery envelope, put it in the pay credit card envelope, head over to the bank and make a credit card payment. It is now completely canceled out. So by the time she gets her actual statement bill, by the time mm-hmm. that actually comes, it says zero. Or it might have a, a small balance, which is about to get paid just because of like whatever day the cycle ended, right? So let's mm-hmm. say, same example, $120, but her billing cycle ended and she hasn't made the payment yet. So she's going to get a statement that says, you owe $120 and your minimum payment is 20 And she's like, yeah, but I'm paying the 120 because I already have the cash ready to go. Mm-hmm. So you're paying off each month. This, that term pay it off each month really drives me nuts when 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 <laughs> the financial gurus out there don't explain what that actually means what it means is that you've planned for every expense the same thing with like if the the family new, needs new clothes let's say it's about time to go back to school it's time to go school shopping it's time to go get some new clothes it's the same thing we are not going and going to charge the credit card only to look backwards, it's we have set money aside for clothing. Mm-hmm. We're using the credit card to purchase the clothing, and then we're going to pay it off in full because we already have the cash sitting waiting for mm-hmm. that specific item. I love that you're highlighting this because that cycle is what I was in before, right? Like I was budgeting for this, mm-hmm. but I wasn't planning you know, when my bill came, say, for example, you know, I planned this month to spend and I'm just going to throw out $300 on groceries. But last month I actually spent 400. Right. And so I had only mm. planned 300 this month. My bill comes, I've only got $300 for groceries, but my bill is 400. Right. And it's because I hadn't, really, yeah. I wasn't really planning. Right. I wasn't really looking at how does this work. And so I'm really happy that you just took the time to highlight that and how you guys do it, because I think that that's really important. And I'll just say, I I hope the listeners go back and re-listen to that because it's really good information on how you not only plan, but how you ensure that it doesn't get out of hand. 
right? That your purchases, what right. you're making still fall in alignment with your budget and what you say you're going to do. That's really, really good stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as I said, when you have a smaller um, credit line, it, it's, it's kind of easier to pay it off every month. But what happens when you have a $5,000 line, a $10,000 line, and there's, there's this opportunity to do it even with larger purchases, right? Um, you know, when I take the family on a trip, let's say the trip's going to cost three to $5,000. Every single one of those purchases is made with the credit card. And the money has to be set aside beforehand and to ensure that I can pay it off. Otherwise, if I didn't do that, I'm going to come back to now it's $5,000. I don't have an extra $5,000 just laying around to pay this off. And now I'm going to get hit with those interest payments because I can't pay it off each month. And so, you know, at 18, 20, 22% interest, you know, those interest charges are going to be a couple of hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And that's where people, you know, myself, I, I include, you know, we fall into that trap, you know, and I'll call it a trap because we haven't properly planned it. That's how credit cards make their money, right? They're making their money off the interest. Right. And so we, you know, we've talked a lot about learning how to play the game. Well, you kind of have to learn how to play the credit card game if you're going to use one, right? And use it to your advantage and not allow them be, to be making a lot of money off of you and, and taking that time to decide what you feel really comfortable with using this for, right? Um, yep. <clears throat> we just do fuel. You know, we travel a lot. I use my debit card in a lot of places. I feel fine with that, right? I, I, um, mm -hmm. For some people, they don't. And, you know, to each their own, that's the beauty of all of this, right? We do what feels right for us and what works yep. for us. Um, but fuel, because fuel is a, I'll call it a different beast when we're on the road, right? Um, and we oftentimes are pulling in, there's not, uh, um, they, they hold, you know, um, because we have to run through truck stops. And so sometimes they hold money, you know, on your card. And for us, you know, those holds are oftentimes like a hundred dollars. It's not, you know, $5 we can handle, but oftentimes it's like a hundred dollar hold. So I don't want to, I'm not justifying it. I'm just going through. That's how we decided to make this decision. Right. And we talked about it and said, you know what, this feels really right for us. Let's use the credit card. Um, and it allows us to keep track of just our fuel purchases separately from everything else, which works with my accounting and my purchases, you know, and, and, um, but it's important, you know, to really talk and have these conversations to decide how you want to use this and what is the benefit. Why are you really, if you're just chasing points or you're just trying to earn free money, I, I, I don't believe that you're, you're going to put together your plan that supports that, right? If you're just chasing points, that's why you're using a credit card. Mm, I'd, I'd encourage you to, to dig a little bit deeper and, and say, why do I really want to use this, right? What are the points really helping me? So I encourage people to not chase points. I encourage people to say, why do I really want to use this? And what's the true benefit to my budget, to my life for using these cards? Yeah, I agree that um, chasing points is silly. I will tell you that the 
while I think chasing points, like, oh, I, I'm doing this because I want the points, is silly. There's also like a, but if something is already just going to kind of happen, mm-hmm. and then you can also benefit from those mm-hmm. points, then it's like, it's it's worth exploring. And, and like, I have a, um, a couple client that uh, I work with that, um, when I first started working with them, I was like, you got to stop chasing the points. You got to stop chasing the points because it, 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 I was under the impression that that's what they, but they travel so much for work on mm-hmm. reimbursed expenses, right? They're traveling all the time. They get points for the airfare. They get points for the hotel. They, like, they just, they get points for all this stuff. And it's like, why wouldn't you just kind of, first of all, I've said on previous episodes, when you're traveling for work and it's reimbursed, I'm I'm not interested in depleting my checking account for my mm-hmm. employer. That's just not going to happen. So I am going to put it on a credit card. And I know that it's going to get paid off because most companies are really good about reimbursements taking place within one or at worst two pay periods. And if you're paid bi-weekly, you're getting reimbursed within 30 days. So you're not going to accrue interest. So Put that aside. You're using the credit card to front all of these expenses that your company should be paying for up front anyway, but they don't. And that's fine. That's just the world we live in. So you're going to get reimbursed. Why miss out on the opportunity, depending on especially how much you travel? So this couple can easily earn a one or two companion passes a year with all the travel that they're doing. And it's like, if you just save yourself like $600 in airfare, mm-hmm. not a bad little gig. And earlier in the year, I'm, I'm poking around social media and I'm watching people kind of like share, I, you know, I, I had $5,000 in, in um, cash back rewards last year. And again, sometimes they would share like, because I travel so much for work or whatever the case may be, but they're like, mm-hmm. I paid zero interest all year. And I made $5,000 cash back, which means now I'm taking the family on a trip. And it's like, all right, I don't want you to chase rewards, but -hmm. I also don't want you to just blindly be like, well, I'm just not going to do that and not earn $5,000 in (laughs) rewards. Like, I I want you to just kind of investigate the whole thing and kind of understand what's what and make a decision. But I like the point you made is, just like I shared, I was using a credit card for travel expenses for my company because there was no way I was depleting my checking account mm-hmm. for a multi-billion dollar organization. It wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I agree with everything you said there. I think when I say chasing points, I think people open up cards because, oh, I can get airline points with this mm-hmm. one. And, oh, I can get cash back with this one. And, oh, I can get, when that's what you're looking at, then I think that you're looking at it for the wrong reason. If you're looking at it and saying, hey, this will help me to not have to worry about my business or, you know, my company or business travel, right? That this is going to help me to mm-hmm. not deplete my checking account and reimbursements are going to come in. That's the... That's the benefit. The points 
the the flights, those are a secondary benefit. Those are an additional benefit. Those shouldn't be the first one. I don't want people looking and saying, oh, I can get points by using this because I think it creates, it puts us in a different mind frame because we think we're going to get something for free. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Um, you know, and the statistics, you know, I don't think statistics lie, but they say 43, you spend 43% more when you use a credit card than you do when you pay cash or you use your, your debit card. I think that there's a lot of factors that play into that, but just looking at that statistic, I want to say, <clears throat> okay, why is that, right? If I'm going to have the, the likelihood of chasing points, if the statistics show 43% more, then, um, and again, you know, that, that varies on what company did the, you know, that's the recent one that I heard. So I'll just throw that out there. But um, you haven't put together a plan, so you don't have a real good way of knowing how you're going to pay that off. Oh, I'll just, I'll pay it off every month. Well, if you haven't put together your plan and then you end up spending 43% more than what you would have, right, without that credit card, then you're paying interest. You are not earning a penny on, you know, those points don't mean anything because you've just paid it in interest, right? And it's really hard to get out of that cycle. So when I say don't chase the points, yeah. I don't want that to be the first thing that you're looking at when you're looking at getting a credit card. I want you to be saying, how does this change my life? How does this benefit, true benefit? Points are an added, but I don't believe that's the first thing that we should be looking at. I think that gets us into trouble. Yep. And I could not agree more with you. Uh, that is not the reason to use the credit card in the first place. Um, it's a, it's an icing. It's a, I was going to make these purchases anyway. I've planned them all out. Um, you know, I want some of that, <clears throat> excuse me, that extra protection. Like all of my travel expenses are on a credit card because I want the extra pr protection of if, if somehow somebody got this number and started making fraudulent charge, charges, again, it's not affecting my checking account and the cash I have on hand. It's affecting the credit card balance that I contact the fraud department and they're going to be quick to clear, clear all that up. And I'm not responsible for those charges versus calling the, the fraud department and waiting on a bank to reimburse my checking account for money that's already been taken. Like there's just differences there. Um, but all good stuff. Um, you know, can we talk a minute on that fear? Can we talk a minute just on the fear yeah. of, because I hear this a lot and I just want to bring it up um, because I think people, I think there are healthy fears to have. And, and I have had my checking account compromised. I've had my credit card compromised, right? I've had both compromised. Um, in my experience, it's much easier to deal with a credit card company than it was my bank. So, you know, true enough with your statement there. Mm -hmm. What I don't do and what I really don't want people to, to do is default to something out of fear. I mm. want you to make a choice based on how does this benefit me and what things can I alleviate, right? But if you use that fear, like, mm -hmm. oh, somebody, my, my checking account's going to be closed down. They're going to take all my money. It's happened in the past. I don't want that fear fear to dictate your decision going forward because I think it puts us in a in the wrong mind frame and I think it causes problems. Um, I think we can use it and say, how can I make changes? What can I do to avoid that or 
avoid it as much as possible in the future, right? And it does come back to that plan. But anytime I think that we make decisions, especially big decisions based out of fear, it's going to come back and bite us in the rear. And so I really don't want people making that decision out of fear. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. No, I appreciate that. Right. Like, um, I, I hadn't, I haven't really thought about it like that. Um, I, I will say I agree, right? Like we shouldn't be making fear-based decisions. We should be making sound decisions with the information that we have at, at hand to say like, this is a tool that I want to use for these purposes. Like I said, for me getting back at, cause at one point, my wife and I canceled all of our credit cards. I went that whole extreme, I'm not going to have a single one. And then um, the company I was working for wanted me to start traveling. And I was like, there's just no way. I am not going to spend $1,500 of my money to fly me to where headquarters is, to put me up into a hotel and all that and wait on your reimbursement. I, there's just no way. So it, it was, it wasn't out of fear. Obviously that was just like a, I'm not going to do that. So I agree with your statement on like, don't do mm -hmm. something based out of fear. Um, really examine something, the pros and the cons, the benefits and the potential pitfalls. Like I opened up with like, you know, a circular saw is a good tool. It, it's a helpful tool. It can also chop your finger off. So I don't want anybody going around getting their fingers chopped off because they used credit cards in a way that just wasn't wise, um, that that led to uh, pain and destruction and all that stuff. Like if you're going to use it, use it wisely. And that's why I love that we have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and going back to, you know, we used to do it on vacations as well. You know, we saved up, we had the money saved for vacation, would use the credit card as we traveled. And then we got home, I had all the cash to take and, you know, pay the, the card off. And so I think that's really important is have the money before you spend it on the credit card, you know, and in simple terms, have the money, truly have the money beforehand, have it earmarked before you go and spend it. I think just approaching it that way, it's going to change a lot of people's lives. Um, not this, I'll figure it out when it gets here. I'll figure it yeah. out when the bill comes, right? Really yeah. having that money saved, having that plan before you use it is critical. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a really good point to end on. Have the money before you spend it just in general, but like specifically with a credit card, have mm -hmm. money before you spend it. <laughs> we can apply that to so many things. Um, we can. I want to remind our listeners that they can uh, visit our website, newmoneyhabits.com for uh, tools and resources that are, are helpful and free to download. Uh, you can go to the show notes and you can schedule a free discovery session with Sarah or myself. Um, and, and talk to somebody about your particular uh, situation, your particular plan, and get yourself uh, on the right path. Um, talk to us about how to use credit wisely, uh, how to use your credit card wisely, uh, that sort of thing. So uh, enjoy the conversation as always, and we will continue it next time. 
Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.